0: Scottish Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host Chris, and here we'll delving into a multitude of strange occurrences that happen within Scotland and beyond. You can contact us with your accounts at the Scottish Paramount Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all social media channels, and you can contact us by either means. Tonight's episode, we have Dr Robert Davis on the show. He's an internationally recognised neuroscientist, former college professor, and researcher. He's an author of over 60 scholarly articles and a number of books such as The UFO Phenomena, Life After Death and Unseen Forces. He's currently working on a project with David Beatty on consciousness, which is called The Conscious Connection. We'll leave all the information in the show notes where you can find um, Bob Davis's work. And we'd just like to get right in it now and we welcome Bob into the show. I'm welcoming in Bob Davis onto the show tonight. So Bob Davis, uh, as discussed previously, He's an international recognized neuroscientist, professor, and author of many books on UFO phenomena and near-death experience, and also currently producing and developing a documentary on consciousness called The Conscious
1: Connection. So welcome to the show, Bob. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine, Chris, and, and thank you for the invitation. And uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to be with you. I have a great respect for the work you do. Thank you. Thank you for again.
0: Yeah, same here for the work you do as well. Um, so my main thing, I'd like to think, go right back to brass tacks. Um, I know you've come right through the mill and you've been working on this subject for many, many years. Um, but I'd like to know what took um, scientist, neuroscientist, professor coming right through the kind of scientific kind of mill and what took you into researching UFOs near-death experience, and and ultimately, kind of consciousness. How did that transition start for you, and how did it work?
1: Uh, and I more or less that uh, maybe a few times every week, in varying ways, in different contexts, because it certainly didn't happen overnight. It was a long, evolving process. that's still ongoing, and I think it's ongoing for all those that have some unique experience like, that they simply cannot explain. Something very intense and profound I call it a magical, mystical experience, and they come in many different ways, shapes, and forms. But initially, growing up in the 60s and 70s, I, I was always a very illogical person ascribed to to reading almanacs as opposed to fiction stories. I kid you not. And, and we get caught up, of course, with the race to space, to the moon. So, Flying saucers, uh, travel in space was obviously glorified uh, in, in all media forms. And so there's a cultural bias to believing or wanting to believe in an extraterrestrial of some sort, a landing on the White House lawn, as they often say. Mm-hmm. So I try to maintain that objectivity, but was always open minded. Then in 2012, my wife and I in, observed in Sedona, Arizona, a beautiful area of the United States, Red Rock Country, also a hot spot for a lot of UAP activity. We observed in the night sky one orange orb. It was uh, several miles away, maybe about 500 feet in altitude at most. Um, As I was watching it, a second one, appeared either from behind it or from within it hard to tell but there they both now existed one mm-hmm. a twin of the other and i was in awe i'm just trying to figure out what geophysical thing trying to do the left brain analysis mm-hmm. thinking I, I could outsmart it and figure it out but of course I you can't um different theories, of course, but uh, it left an impression. So what I do, I wrote my first book, UFO Phenomenon, Should I Believe. I had fun with it. I'd rewrite many sections. And much has happened, of course, in the field since, mm-hmm. you know, around 2014 when it, when it was published. Then, um, so, so the rabbit hole opened up a little more. You go on talk shows, et cetera, you meet some interesting people. I became a member of the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Research Foundation for Extraterrestrial Experiences. I worked with many physicists and scientists, uh, Dr. Rudy Shield, Dr. Russ Galpone, Brent, Brent Rains, many others. And we published an article based on our research of interactions with UAPs and non-human intelligences. We published that in the Journal of Scientific Exploration in, in 2018. Then, fast forward, two years later, I had a shared death experience. I had the sense of dying, suffocating, and a sense of knowingness that my colleague, who I worked with in the laboratory, had passed away. Later that morning, I found out that she did. It was a horrific lucid dream that I've never ever experienced before. Um you know, I I get the sense of realism, as people often say, when they have a near-death experience or a DMT psychedelic trip. Uh, it's undeniably vivid and etched in your mind that it is so convincing that it can drive your change in belief systems from that moment forward in dramatic ways Mm -hmm. to the point where even significant others may not even recognize you much anymore, especially if they know you very well. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have an intense spiritual emergency. What happened? Why me? All, All the associated questions. So the point is, that left an impression. And I had to put it in writing. That's what I. That's what I did my whole life: publish articles in journals in my, in my scientific fields. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a book, "Life After Death: An Analysis of the Evidence." So I, I, I learned a great deal about consciousness, whatever that may mean. Mm-hmm. Parapsychology, near-death experiences. I talked to so many people. I learned more from interacting with people than you do through careful research in the scientific literature. And it's hard to understand what does exist out there. And that's what the film, uh, our film, the the, um, consciousness is really based about to wake people up to the fact that, Hey man, so the reality is so complex and science does kind of can explain some of it. We should, you know, mainstream ignores it because much of it is anecdotal, but none of that. There's a lot of truth there to what we call the paranormal. I I see this personally in others and in my research, Mm -hmm. through through personal research and also the research in literature. Now, trying to make sense or coherent whole of all those integrated chess pieces, and I'm a chess player, is a challenge. Mm-hmm. That is essentially what the documentary is about. Consciousnessfilm.info is a website. Consciousnessfilm.info, and as a producer, we're looking for supporters. I, you know, you know, if, if you're on your if you're on your deathbed, you don't have deep pockets. You don't know what to do with your money. Throw it out away. Point is, more importantly, you wake up even more. I had a kundalini experience two years later. Something channeled through me and I had a sense of duality. We had a feeling of bliss associated with involuntary body reactions and movements that were extreme in nature that I could not control for. Mm -hmm. I have a video of it, but I it was, you know, I'm I'm contorting. I can't duplicate it, but my head is contorting. I look like I'm being possessed Mm -hmm. while someone is channeling something into me causing a sensation of bliss energy up to spine everything consistent with what you read regarding a kundalini awakening experience full-blown mm-hmm. it's a lot of kundalini like that really aren't kundalini and and then uh, from what i can tell and not a lot a lot out there in the literature and then there's full-blown from what i can tell i had the full-blown um, it's not a psychosis by no means. You do have great anxiety afterwards. How can you not? Oh, my gosh. You're feeling bliss, and your body is doing something that you just can't. So this, the point is this. You get a sense, the essence of the experience is you get a sense of duality. mm mm-hmm. I feel wonderful, but my body's doing something different. That's a different kind of experience than you could ever imagine. It's hard to explain that. Yeah. It's like it's like somebody trying to explain a near-death experience or that they're in love. You can't capture it. We know that. We can't capture the essence of it with language. So that's a that's a that's a peak experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Chris, it's just one form. So I wrote the book, Unseen Forces, the integration of science, reality, and you. That's what the documentary is based about. Mm-hmm. There are unseen forces. Oh, oh by the way, Chris, thank you very much. Uh, I, I I get a cheap cup of coffee in return for your purchase of the book. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm go- going back to going back
0: to reading again. Uh, been that much audio books over the last uh, wee while. Um, my eyes have kind of developed. Know the best. <laughs> so I'm going back to. Your reading glasses, but yeah.
1: Well, I hope I hope it's worth the reading glasses. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, reading glasses. Um, you know, and the and the point is, you know, we talk about Chris, as you know, and I and you have many guests on that address. You know, this this issue of consciousness, it's nebulous. It's very general. It, you know. It, I ascribe to it as an information exchange. Everything in the sense is conscious in the form of a simple, a simple example. You bang your head on the table, it hurts. So the table's telling you something. Don't, you know, don't do this again. It's conscious to that low level versus you and and I, you know, humans uh, are are conscious, but in a very, of course, much more complex way, we hope, than a table. But there's information exchange at every level of the universe. There's some subatomic, we we can go into great detail, mind to mind information exchange, even global consciousness, Mm. global consciousness project. Okay. Where well, we see changes in psychokinesis, random event generators, in yep. other words, altered at 9-11 when billions of people are focusing their attention worldwide on a single event. Yep. We see this information exchange. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. These mm-hmm. not you know, maybe and many people in your audience do too. These non-random generators, excuse me, non-random generators, they normally act randomly. Mm-hmm. But here again, when Obama's elected president, when the tsunami disaster happened in Indonesia in 2004, when these catastrophic events occur, we see this non random activity. Point is information exchange of some type at the global level. We see it cosmologically, we see it at every level. What is that all about? We see it, of course, within the brain. Um, but There are many questions that are generated, as you know, Chris, Um, and we have many scientists in the film, uh, from Dean Radin, experts in parapsychology, to we just interviewed Eben Alexander, the noted neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience, who he... Chris, like, you probably know Eben Alexander. Um, After his death experience, he gave up his practice as a neurosurgeon and professor at Harvard University. And, you know, he's just talking about his experience. And he's lecturing. He's um, on all shows. He's writing, all that. He's not alone. He's what people refer to as being flipped. When people have this type of peak experience, again through a psychoactive drug, UAP interaction, an interaction with a non-human entity, whether it be a gray, a machine elf, via DMT, a deceased relative, a deity, mm-hmm. a supreme being, etc., and I get messages that are spiritual in nature, very personal in nature. They they forecast the future, be more sensitive to, to the ecology of the planet, and I and I. As a result of all of this, that again regard as real as the back of my hand, and I'm moved. It's one of the most meaningful and purposeful, intense experiences of my life, people say. And these are studies from John Hopkins University that say this as of 2022 in large-scale population studies from DMT alone, whereby, for instance, um, I forget the numbers, don't quote me, but a large population of people, a 1,000 plus, um, a certain percentage who were atheists, several, uh, 500 or so were atheists, about 40, 50% of them changed their belief and, and now believe in a God. After their DMT use, a little complicated, but the point is, the DMT use changed their belief system on something just so dramatic. As do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. And these atheists before DMT, as I mentioned, now believe in a, some type of supreme being—not not this white dude with a white beard in a cloud in the sky, professing you know all knowingness, but something more profound, or some information. All knowing, okay. you know, um, um, I forget the terms or something. You expand the consciousness uh, in, in you know, unconditional love, the terms we hear absolutely, mm-hmm. but we hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I hear from a neighbor, I hear, I read about it in a book, I, I, I hear it all the time on, on, on various podcasts, you know, from a near death, from a UAP, from a etc. What the thing is now, now Harvard. John Hopkins, they're taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. What the F is going on? Is it obvious questions, and you know them. Is it is it brain-based? Is it internally generated? Is it DMT related to so all of these experiences that underlie the interaction with aliens? You know, but there are different some there are many similarities, but there are differences too among these different kinds of experiences. And they're not limited to just the ones we're talking about. Um, these are more common and more seriously researched by by you know, ser- you know, significant researchers across various disciplines. <laughs> and and that again is what we're trying to get at in the film: the latest research, um, trying to capture consciousness, if there is a quantitative as well as a qualitative aspect to it, because Current science, unfortunately, ignores the science of the subjective, <laughs> what people experience. Right? When when you say I had a, had a PE a peak experience, and this is who I interacted with, and this is how I changed. Science says, well, you know, talk to your, talk to your psychiatrist about that. <laughs> you know, good for you. You know, they'll recognize it. You feel good about it. Great. I'll see you tomorrow. I got to go uh you know see if this subatomic particle is the smallest thing I ever uh, saw in my life you know with the Higgs boson thing so um much of science of course is focused in materialism we can't help that mm-hmm. It's what the books are about is governed by that. You know, it's a slow evolving process. But what, you know, Chris, what are, we, what are we getting at here? The big picture we see we're at that cusp. We see the anecdotal evidence not supporting traditional science because tra- Newtonian physics can't explain it. We understand that. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a frustrating job for us. We talk to a limited group of people who get it who resonate with this. Oh, you got to be a little open-minded. You got to be experiences, too. That helps, certainly. Mm. Uh, and man, uh, I don't know if you know it, you see it, too. Uh, the people I meet who gravitate in the field, so many are experiences, but it takes them a while before you get it out of them. Yeah. Before they finally admit it. But you know why I know? Because I was that way. With mm. Each experience... I, I've done all the shows. I'm not patting myself on the back. I try to do PR for the film. You know, I mean, that's what yeah. you do as a producer. Yeah, that, you know, uh, it, it comes with the territory. It's, um, I didn't talk about it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. you you, but there's a point where you just feel like, you know, you're ready to Mm -hmm. and i'll and i'll tell you but the 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 bigger one was a kundalini that was heavy big time um i mean there's people that try to achieve that state naturally through meditation yoga tai chi etc they read about it they strive for it they they hire mat yoga mat you know Maybe they reach it next week, or maybe they never do. After you know three decades, whatever happened to me made my coffee taste different the next morning, pal. Did, you know. Did you think your peak experience
0: was, apart from the just the the kundalini event? Did do you recognize it as the the whole of the start of maybe seeing the UEP start off, with, and then it, it been a process for you to where it can went or you know what I'm getting at. So yeah.
1: Yeah, is you know something? It's it's almost like this <clears throat> this phenomenon itself is like a control system where people are being given information in varying ways. Totally, it's like a feedback loop. Right. Yeah, whether we create it or not, or there's an external force that that gives it to us. Even like another in coexisting intelligence that that we call heaven, or whatever you know, angels. It's a coexisting life force that maybe one theory that I tend to ascribe to long shot odds, way out there, you know. uh um spiritual guidance whatever you want to call it don't don't screw around no nukes be nice you know and all we do step in and 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 stuff like that but can they manipulate our minds They can they project holographic images in, in the sky can they influence humanity in some careful ways without while allowing us free will You know, whether or not it's from another planet somewhere or from our own atmosphere, even. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But I I don't dismiss any possibility from another domain. Who the heck knows? Uh, But there's something. Mm -hmm. We're receiving information. There is information exchange at some level. Mm -hmm. And wherever wherever it's coming from, excuse my expression, but holy shit. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. You know, I think the answer is, and many people say this, would be so profound and complex, we couldn't understand it if it was given to us. Uh, but us truth seekers can't help but understand it. But, yeah, it's like th- this control system, getting back to your c- good question, is it a control system that's spoon-feeding me? Here's a UFO, here's a shared-death experience, here's a kundalini. Let's open up the filter. Let's, yep. let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit yeah. more. Let's let's now write not only write a book. Let's do a documentary. Let's talk to Chris and say, get go to in you know, that kind of thing. That info and you know, it, 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 I don't know. <clears throat> Is someone making me do that to try to awaken people up? How about you must say it too? And I, and I said this to others. so Why do you go to a UFO conference? Chris, why do you do your the beautiful thing you do with with your podcast? You teach people, you educate them through the various discussions you have and your insight provided on these topic matters. Your audience is growing uh, in recognition as a result, and that's something to be proud of. You know, uh, you, it's sweat equity as we call it. It's time. You know, you you know, the people say to me, "Get a life." I say to myself, get a life. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, Chris, get a life. (laughs) But, you know, it's a great hobby. See, only the same kind
0: of question. So from that kind of like, um, let's let's call it breadcrumbs, for example. No breadcrumbs from a Louis type breadcrumbs, but breadcrumbs that you're maybe following from the phenomena and no realising that. Did you ever get to the point where you may have not realized there was breadcrumbs there and then look back at there was like really really strong synchronicities that you missed and then thought again wow that was
1: a thing that I I did miss you maybe go back and look at it. Oh that's a good point. That's a very good point. Nothing that stands out, but I know other people have Mm -hmm. where in hindsight they now see the meaning in synchronicities. Mm -hmm. Um take for example my co-producer this this hit me after the fact you know you're kind of getting at it but it was soon after the fact yeah um after i started the documentary um i'm trying to remember, think how it goes um i looked up in the sky and i said i'm going to remember start member constellations i've never done this before in my life it's a few weeks after i met him um and, and I saw four stars. And I said, let me, let me look him up with my phone. Never did it before. And I, and I came up with it was um, I live in Florida. I' from the northern sky at the time around October, November. I forget him now, exactly. Deneb, I forget now. Uh, excuse me. Deneb Vega. Um uh, point I'll I'll make it quick. You know, I the point no, is right. this. The point is this. I can't remember it Altair and there was another one. The point is in that order that I I identified it, something like um B D um D.B. Bob Davis, Dave Beatty. It was it, those stars were in that order for, for the first letter of each star. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you know, to me again. You have to look at the timing and the meaning. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, it, it's like my wife is going on vacation with with her best friend. She's pulling into uh, um, uh, uh, a, a Caribbean island. And, and, and uh, Guam, and then I automatically, two minutes later, she sends me a picture of Guam as she's coming towards the island. And I've never seen this before, but then I notice a car, the license plate says Guam, and just above it says M-A-E, mm-hmm. May. May. <laughs> That's the name of our granddaughter that was born a month before. So, again, nothing to you, Chris, but meaning to us, holy, you know, timing and meaning, our granddaughter Guam, she sends me a picture of Guam. I mean, a coincidence, of, there's weirder things, we all have them, yeah. but we, we don't often get the significance of it, either maybe a day later, if we ever get it at all. Mm-hmm. Or in hindsight, once that filter opens up, or once you become a little bit aware through these different experiences, I don't know the 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 saying, but you increase awareness, you increase your awakening, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. If you become more aware that that reality operates in these ways, you're more likely to see it. In other yep. words, and when I mention that to my wife and friends, then they start reporting these what then they hey bob this is what happened to me mm-hmm. and you know something that pretty cool story you know but then they start you know it's something that you don't recognize because you're not aware of it you know what i mean hey yeah, right. yeah. so yeah often in hindsight you'll see it once it become more once the filter opens up um but right, you leave breadcrumbs or they leave breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not necessarily a unique idea, but I see that I always said this to my wife from the UFO, the, the share death, the Kundalini, and she doesn't like it, Chris, when I go. For some reason, it's more a sense of knowingness. Like there's a predator, you know, um, two miles down behind a tree, waiting for me. Although I can't see it or smell it or anything, but I know it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I always. She doesn't like it when I say there's a puppet master at play here. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not. It's not necessarily a, a comforting thought for myself either. You know, I like to be in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do hear stories enough where not that we have, don't have free will, we do. But with many people, there there are frequent interactions. We did that study with free, the Dr. Ed Research Foundation. And, and we saw out of 3,200 individuals that reports interact with the UAP, uh, with the non-human intelligence associated with it or without it. Mm-hmm. It was largely non-physical about 80% of the time, meaning they were contactees, not abductees, much less 20% of the time they were, felt they were taken, mm-hmm. relocated. Uh, and they go through all the physical stuff, the sexual encounters, the uh, examinations, the hybrid baby you know, we get that, but not not to any degree that Bud Hopkins and Jacobs d- portray it. Yeah, in terms of its commonality, it had you know, but uh, it's more largely positive in terms of outcomes, mm-hmm. and that again is consistent among the other peak experience triggers: near death and DMT, mm-hmm. that ontological shock, that realization that reality is so complex. That other en- entities or non-human intelligence interact with us. That there's a coexisting realm uh, that's generally non-three D, and these these beings are, are b- benevolent, intelligent, hmm. um, provide co- caring, comforting messages, love, telepathically, um, all that. Uh, it It is so profound, I can't describe it. I never had an interaction with the non-human intelligence. I'm not sure if I do, but it is generally regarded as positive. But you have to keep in mind, Chris, and you know this, uh, the, the incidence varies, but anywhere from one to 10% or so of those who have a near-death experience regarded it as very negative. Uh, approximately ten to twenty percent of those who have a UAP interaction regarded as very negative initially.
0: Yeah,
1: in, initially, mm-hmm. over time, especially with UAP, that's a much more of a frequent event than you know, NDEs, right? With DMT, I guess you could do it every weekend if you wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and and John Hopkins. Medical Center does research with those who are more experienced. GMT. I know we're going all over the place, but they are interrelated. Mm-hmm. They're interrelated. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the PE, and there are different triggers of that peak experience, mm-hmm. that ontological shock that facilitates major changes in one's belief systems on important matters of life. And, and we can look at statistics and look at the near death experience literature and see. Divorce rate alone is about 75% in, in, in the person with their significant other um, within, what, five years. It's 75%, something like that. Much higher than the average population. Is this after a peak, is this after a peak experience? Uh, after near-death experience. a near-death experience. near-death it, experience. It's in my mind that hasn't been looked at for the UAP or for DMT users. There's been only a few phenomenological studies of transformative effects from these peak experiences in the literature. Mm -hmm. I mean, only a few, we're at the very beginning here, but my emphasis here, um, there are many serious scientists who are now looking at this and, and 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 this is what is encouraging. And this is the big, biggest message that we can take from it. Not enough, by no means. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we certainly need that large-scale multidisciplinary study across many disciplines to adequately study each peak experience trigger, let alone making a comparison among them. And that's the frustrating part. I'm trying to do that, um, and I'll... Pre- i'm preparing an article up here in edge science sounds I'll, I'll share it with you chris and i'd be happy to come back if you wish you can talk about yeah, it really. but looking at these here again uh, looking at these yeah well i mean i'm getting down to it looking at these transpersonal behavioral outcomes resulting from this long term in nature and um, and they can, let's not kid ourselves. It can cause great anxiety and depression in many ways. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and adverse effects on one's relationships, careers, finances, etc. Let's mm-hmm. not kid ourselves. You know, when, if you go down this rabbit hole, sometimes it's of your choosing. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Like in near death or UAP or, you know, so, well, VMT, it's up to you. Uh, you know, like- you got to be careful with everything. So sorry, to interrupt. That's a question I was
0: going to ask you. Um, just before I forget, it was on the the peak experience. No kind of materialistic. I mean, in a, in a way where do in the research you've done, do you think? Um, obviously you hear people with the the, the soul contracts and, and things like that. The peak experience. Do you think peak experience, um, could potentially be initiated by the person subconsciously. Can why? Can the peak experience? Can so it's it's actually initiated subconsciously by the person rather than ex, an external force. Initiated. It's hard, it, Yeah, it, it's a great question, and I'm not meaning just having it internally in yourself, but actually
1: something. I, I like, don't know Chris, that you see it. it, it that question. I'll be honest with you. That question causes a great deal of frustration in me. Mm. I applaud you for asking it. Uh, And it should cause that sense of frustration because I don't have an answer. I'll be very upfront with you. I struggle with just that. that, That's the heart of the matter. Is it internally or externally generated? Mm. You you know, you talk about synchronicities. I was writing that. Mm. I was writing that today and this article it's it's on this page Mm -hmm. you know we don't have the time to look at it okay it's right on this page um so, you know, so what's the odds of you asking me that question and me working on that? <laughs> well, whatever, you know. I mean, I mean in a sense, we It, are... it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're talking about the similar topics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, in, in a sense, we are as well. Like we are... Right. It, it, the point is, uh, I, I struggle with it. Um And that's why I said earlier, it doesn't necessarily matter. No, it, it doesn't. Yeah, objectively, you want to know the truth. You know, is there another realm? Are there other entities? You, 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 how can we not be curious? Mm-hmm. But the bottom line, however, what's the priority is what does that realism do for you? That perception of the other realm and those entities, whether you're creating it for some reason, mm-hmm. point is you believe it and you act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Or if it's projected from a control system or consciousness, possibly from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's another theory that, that 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 exists out there. Can information be exchanged among galaxies? Are they at that? Can consciousness, in other words, travel? You understand? You know what I mean? Can can we advance to that level in a thousand, two thousand years or war? You know, but the point is, is that possible? And that's where futurists. Cons- what well, that's what they consider, and many consider these projections to be just that. Mm-hmm. Conscious? Who knows?
0: Uh, when the like, yeah, when Robert Monroe, with the for the Monroe Institute, um, and some of the work he did in the past, where um, with oh, out of body experiences and, and and things like that, and um, it was, I think he has taken it by the end. It was like uh, him initiating it. Because obviously the time is all the same where 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 he was going, and it was um, even to the point where him on a different plane helping himself have an out of body experience, and and things like that. So that's kind of generally what I was meaning in a sense where um, it, it being real, but obviously just generated from um, him helping himself to actually come out his body and and, and things like that. You know what I mean? But. It's, it's it's it does I mean I know what you say that it, it doesn't matter either way if it is you generating it or something else helping you generate it or whatever it's still trying to get the fundamental questions to it and
1: Yeah, answer. and you know that whole concept of abduction, uh, you know, is it a is it a consciousness abduction? Are mm-hmm. are you you know my, mentally whatever that means? Consciousness a form of energy, then torsion energy. Who who knows what it might be? Bio photons, or some speculate. That might contain the essence of, of you yeah. and persist after the body dies, you we know, don't. We can't quantify that at this point, but there's speculation out there, and it interacts with a uh, torsion force that is externally driven. You see, we so we have some physics or quantum mechanics. I hate to throw quantum mechanics at, at it like it's the answer, but I think we we need some of these ideas which are proven. Um, we, we can see the possibility of a torsion energy existing universally, which it does. It's 99% of the universe's torsion force. And maybe the spin energy, which it is, interacts maybe with biophotonic activity generated or inter- integrates with the brain that that gives rise to consciousness, which is fundamental and primary and all that sort of jazz. Um, um but when but when you leave the body maybe through an abduction that is consciousness related you know that gives rise to this hyperdimensional timeless space as, as it is described and that's consistent too among these different pe triggers um, and you alluded to, to that time distortion in a sense when you're out of the body theoretically you're not 3d and the body is great at 3d stuff we evolve from that primordial soup if you ascribe to it so we got the eyes and the ears and the receptors on our skin skin and we do a great job uh with planet earth uh mm-hmm. we're designed for it but you know that's where the knowingness comes in am i really just from the primordial soup you know when you start having these experiences in other words your question: okay, I am from the soup. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, obviously, this this is from whatever mm-hmm. biochemical effect that's helped by plasma radiation from lightning bolts and in fluid mediums, and you know all those you know, organisms that are, re- are generated and all that from inorganic to organic. Yeah, we're we're slaves to that, but we know we're more than that. Um now if that's a delusion, I don't care. You know, if my peak experience is a delusion, I don't care. I talked to Evan Alexander a few weeks ago. I talked to Joe McMonacle, the psychic spy a few weeks ago at Monroe Institute up in Faber, Virginia. Um, remarkable. With accurate detail, he's able to detect Russian subs with tremendous again, tremendous accuracy without our. Uh, you know, our intelligence knowing it, and he's he's obtaining this information from, you know, next to a Coke machine from an office next to a Coke machine on, on the third floor in the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and he's proven um, Defense Secretary, I forget his name, um, Bob Gates, wrong on numerous occasions, Robert Gates, and. To the point where they have a feud, you know. But the point is, you know, Russia did it to us. We did it to them. I'm sure they elaborated their, on their skills. We did too. But the point is, I, I know this remote viewing stuff. What is that? That's out of body. Yeah. Call it ESP. You know, it's a, it's a whole mess of things. It's all interrelated mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. I mean, there's a spectrum. It's like autism, just like uh, mental disorder. It's a whole COVID, you know, whole spectrum. Paranormal, ESP. I mean, it, you know, mm-hmm. we don't even we, we don't even have the criteria, mm-hmm. the definition of what consciousness is, UIP is near death things. We, we made a progress with near death. What a DMT is, you know, we get making progress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, early preliminary research is giving us some better understanding of the phenomenology of the subjective experience a semantic experience what it means to the person its role in the person's life going forward mm-hmm. and as we mentioned earlier the impact um and and unfortunately we don't have the support systems adequate support systems for these people who often don't even talk about it for fear of ridicule we know this mm-hmm. and and uh, and often for good reason and where do they go if they want support? You know, you, psychologists or counselors don't necessarily advertise in, in, online. Although well, you can find them, mm-hmm. you, you know where I'm going, right? Uh, you can go to IANs, the near-death experience sites, UAP sites, and you can get leads yeah. of counselors. You know that you can find them if you try. Mm-hmm. MUFON has them, I'm sure. Scotland has them. you. You can try, but the point is. They're not always readily available, and as well, you don't know the good ones. Yeah, well, from word of mouth. Um, uh, obviously, insurance isn't going to pay for it, so at least not here in the United States. So, I I know its issues with people. Mm-hmm. I know people, Chris, who are long term experiences in so many ways. I mean, from UFOs coming out of the water to psychokinesis you know ceilings coming in when they get falling down when they get angry Mm -hmm. bowls, balls uh, balls, i should say rolling on the ground uh, that occur with strong emotion especially from children Mm -hmm. a lot of these hauntings you know are are interpreted as ghosts Mm -hmm. you know survival of the dead Mm -hmm. you know that TV portrays that, that way almost yeah. almost always, because or EVPs, like Final Voice Phenomenon, because it sells. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be. I'm not knocking it. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, Chris, more often than not, it's a psychokinetic effect mm-hmm. From emotions of the person, Mm -hmm. what they're finding in experiments um, is that more than anything is that emotions affect electrical systems, Mm -hmm. from TVs to microwaves to you know. uh, There's a connection there. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many people who say, you know, I always break everything I touch. Breaks. You know what? Everything they touch do breaks down. I'm going to talk to emotion, huh? (laughs) we we'll to talk to you about that later. we're Yeah, but but there's a biophotonic effect, a stress effect, you know. Mm-hmm. The thing is that, you know, it's an aspect, you know, it's another aspect of you, you know, and maybe that's behind some of the things you were talking about too. Another aspect of you that you just never knew existed. So what does that mean in terms of consciousness or the effects we have on the immune system, the effects we have on other people? Tremendous. Anyway, uh, I know we're getting a little lost. No, yeah, that's all right. I mean,
0: you, you're always finding these things where you've got, if you've got like, ghost things in houses and that, what's, what's always present in the house? Young adolescents and all the emotions and all that, I mean, going off at the same time, but yeah, totally understandable with that. Um, what about, what's your kind of take on other things, like connections to the phenomena, like things like CE5?
1: Yeah, uh, here again, um, the 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 many success stories and uh, many misinterpretations uh, for shooting stars, for international space station, for a lot of satellites. You gotta you gotta bring a lot of tools to rule out, of course, satellites, and you can, you know, on on your phone download specific programs to rule out uh, things that move. You know, in the sky, I don't, I don't, but you can generally tell it's a slow trajectory course. But the International of space station, as rare an occurrence as it is, can easily be misinterpreted as a UAP. Easily, totally. Yeah. So I've seen it. Uh, you know, if you see it unexpectedly, you'd say, "I, you know, you, know, I guess that you know, you're, you're misled." So, uh you got to be care- very careful with the ce5s I, you know i do know people not, you know who say oh my gosh this happened the size of a school bus right over here you know glowing little blah, you know or i can't you know okay what does it mean i don't know it could be for I know plasma uh my best guess it plasma is poorly understood ionized gas fourth state of matter uh like you mentioned it before it could even be intelligent I mean, you know we even go down that road yeah the form of intelligence as is like an octopus maybe yeah i'm I, i'm serious i say that like a bore you and your audience not you chris but maybe some in your audience about that. I, some astrophysicists who study mm-hmm. has down lights earth lights um Commonly seen across the, the planet. Oh, for years, for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Hasdan lights in Norway, uh, uh, Marfa lights in Texas, all you know, over. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few of them, a few astrophysicists who studied it independently of each, each other, like Massimo T. Durani and uh, Harvey Rutledge, uh, different decades, different locations. They came to the same conclusion after studying these lights. Mm-hmm. They're intelligent. They interact with people. Mm-hmm. They're symbolic. That they, they, you know, they shine lights, trigger trigger pulses at them, uh, laser pulses, and they respond yeah. accordingly. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting. Again, it could. We're not talking, you know, beings from Mars here. We're talking maybe, mm-hmm. a best guess, maybe a low life form. Yeah, I mean, you know, we see stranger things in the ocean if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't put it but a lot of these UFOs can be again uh, um, things that can morph unique organisms that can morph they can who knows what they can do they may even play games with your mind mm-hmm. make you think what you I don't know I can't even describe it make you think of what they think you should what should see or like, um, f- for them to be accepted to us, they present so- they present an image to us that's more agreeable. Hmm. Say something, it's not. It's usually peculiar. They, tra- they 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 don't get it. They're they're strange people because they're hmm. a different form. So they'll be. Um, I, I don't even know how to explain this, but their language is sometimes symbolic. You don't interpret them literally. It's symbolic. It's cold. They're obviously going to be different. So of course they're terrified. Uh, people they terrify people, especially if they look reptilian or insecticide <laughs> um, in the UAP cases. But yeah. uh, so, but here again, the the mantis creatures regard as powerful, all knowing, and 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 people over t- over ten interactions regard them as wonderful. Mm -hmm. So here again, this is what our study showed. Getting back to that, Chris, the more frequent interactors, 80% of something like 1900 Mm -hmm. of the frequent interactors did not, over 85% did not want their experience with the UAP and and non-human intelligences to end. So it says something that is quite pronounced. Mm -hmm. People who also have near-death experiences, they don't want it to end either. And, and they plead with this. We know these stories. And mm-hmm. I'm just rehashing, trying to put pieces together into a coherent whole, draw the similarities together, if they should exist, among these kind of triggers, and and tr- attempt to make better sense of, of consciousness. Through the documentary to have, again, scientists and experiences elaborate on it and experiences. This is not pure science. It's not talking heads kind of a documentary Mm -hmm. that Dave Beatty with Dreamtime Entertainment and I are doing. It incorporates experiences. People who've had we just talked again with Eben Alexander, a near-death experiencer, and others up at Monroe Institute have had out-of-body experiences. Robert Monroe more or less developed the technique Mm -hmm. for the out-of-body experience, and and many thousands attend their courses online, um, uh, monroe.org, and try to achieve that state for medical, physical, as well as uh, spiritual, psychological Mm -hmm. benefits. (laughs) it's a wonderful thing and and we had a a very productive uh time there interviewing wonderful people um and uh we now look forward to going out west uh, to to various colleges and to interview people at the institute of noetic sciences which does a lot of research in the area of consciousness studies uh, brain science science of the subjective so to speak And trying to, again, integrate aspects of what is considered as paranormal, ESP, psychokinesis, healing at a distance. It comes in many different ways, uh, channeling even. But to do it and using the scientific methodology and as best as possible, try to establish a better understanding of how it can be incorporated into the human condition for for, for to improve human potential and benefit, of course. Hmm. What do you... From what you've
0: studied and researched, um, what is your take on the recent, obviously, I'd say recent, I mean, but the disclosure process can it happen in the now since like 2017. I know the disclosure process has been a lot longer than that, but what is your general take on it? And even now where... If you follow the interviews is somebody like Luis Elizondo or, or even Gary Nolan and, and stuff like that. And yeah, they, um, sometimes they even talk about maybe they do con- they do talk about a consciousness aspect of it as well and not just like ETs and, and stuff like that. So which your general kind of take on that, if you can follow it.
1: Yeah, it's it's complicated. Uh it's, there's a physical element, but there's also a non physical element to UAPs. Hmm. Uh That needs to be said up front. There's more of a non-physical that's unfortunately largely ignored by the general UFO community, UAP community, Uh, probably always exists. And that's why I will never make any true advance Mm. to understanding what governs and regulates its behavior because it is largely non-physical, meaning there is telepathic communication. Um, meaning there are message downloads, there are healings that do occur through interactions. There is paranormal activity that does occur as well. Uh, There is meaningful interaction that should not be ignored. Um, So... Uh, do they pose a military threat? Doesn't seem to be. If, if anything, we pose more of a military threat to ourselves. Mm-hmm. They, they they shut the nukes off, you know, in, in the form of a message to both the United States and Russia back in the 60s on several yeah. occasions. And, and, and uh, thankfully, they did, um, assuming that's all valid. And it uh, seems to be, seems to be. But we still, regardless, have to be very careful who we listen to, we're still consumers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be very, very cautious, not interpret everything we hear literally from <laughs> anyone totally. in ecology, mm-hmm. anyone, including myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answers. But when we have people with backgrounds, um, look, I, thank, I, I, I appreciate the disclosure. Why? Well, people don't think People that that were interested in these flying saucers are are nuts anymore. You know, um, you know, you know disclosure is cool at that level, but it's not really disclosure. They, I don't know what disclosure is. <clears throat> Meaning what? Uh, disclosure to me is is if Pentagon, Navy, Air Force, President goes on TV that night and says a non human intelligence. Mm-hmm. From somewhere we don't know where it could be from Mars. It could be from the ionosphere of the planet on the yeah. wherever mm-hmm. it's interacting with human beings. Mm-hmm. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I understand that Exactly. You know, that's you know that's to me that's disclosure. I, I still use the analogy. I use the analogy
0: of sorry to cut you off. I use the analogy of. Even if a UFO landed in the White House lawn, which people always refer to, um, half the world would still disbelieve it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, you know, don't show me the evidence; my mind's made up. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and and too often that that occurs. O- on the aspect
0: of what you referred to um, in regards to, like maybe in the sixties and stuff with um, UAP, a UFO is like we want to call them these days, um, probing nuclear sites, turning off um, nuclear silos and stuff like that. And then coming a bit fast forward and where there's even been potential stories of um, frequencies and such like um, engaging the phenomena or maybe even pulling the phenomena in. Does that sound like, to you, more like um, maybe no part part of the phenomena, but maybe more like an AI type thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I know um I know Gary Voorhees, who was in um who was in a few episodes of Skinwalker Ranch, for instance, and was in um um a documentary that day Bader, who's co-producing this consciousness um connection mm-hmm. documentary I'm doing. He he was also uh the radar technician on the Nimitz. Mm-hmm. And Dave Beatty did the Nemesis encounters Yeah, uh, He got six million hits on that. So it's uh, extremely talented. And the point is Gary Voorhees says, you know, who's also worked on the the movie tier, uh the documentary tear in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that 1.6 megahertz. Is it? Um or the gigahertz, I forget, but there's a, yeah. a frequency signature that seems consistent, robust. Um, they see it off the coast of San Diego. And could it be, again, yeah, AI, um, something, right? It, you know, here again, is it is it manufactured by the Navy or, or externally driven or, or breadcrumb? or breadcrumb that's associated with the, with the opening up of a, uh, you know, a, a portal in the sky, as some yeah. people claim it's, it is, uh, is associated with a de- significant decrease in temperature too. Uh, I forget exactly what, but it's, it's, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit of a complex event. Uh, who knows what that's about? But it goes back to, to also to plasma. It's it's like uh, you start researching plasma, and then you come across. Guess what? The Navy in twenty eighteen, US US Navy applied for a patent. Late, you know what I'm talking about? The laser laser induced. Help me out. Uh, laser induced filament, infrared filament, LIP photon filament, something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: LIP, whatever. Point is, it's a stealth device. It, they, they shoot a laser out of a, out of a uh, destroyer or or ship of some type, a large ship, and it and it creates an image in the sky um, uh, of a plane mm-hmm. that simulate. It simulates a plane. It's a holographic image of a plane, mm-hmm. and your <laughs> enemies radar etc is going to think it's a plane and be detracted as a result shoot its weapons into it Mm -hmm. in terms of fighting that's a big advantage you know and that's all i know (laughs) it makes sense right (laughs) so the thing is so you have this kind of technology out there and and obviously when you see a lot of a lot of people on these ships like the USS Ronald Reagan, or the um, uh, you don't know, although it's been discounted. Uh, 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 I have great respect for Duke, Dave Beatty. Does and I, I can't applaud him enough. Man, there's a few other people out there that try to get at what's really true in terms of what are these uh, people on on board the deck of ships, not only in the United States, reporting when they do see glowing lights of some type. Uh, they describe it, and they do come out and discuss it now. They're encouraged to even do so. And they do talk about it. So what is that all about? Could it be holographic projections? Could it be laser-induced patterns that are created using you know stuffed radar technology with USS ships? Who knows what's out there, as well as the drones? So what percent is actually real? Uh, what's a true UAP? What's true disclosure? I don't know, hmm. uh, and and who do I believe? Luis Elizondo, uh, you know, you know why why Luis Elizondo with his background? Hmm. And he may be a hundred percent true and kind and sweet. He seems like a wonderful person, but look, why couldn't we get Ned? You know, Ned the Taylor, who's into UFOs. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he's from uh, Detroit, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With it, 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 why, with a uh, counterintelligence background, would you want anyone calling calling the shots to the public about what's going on with UAPs? <laughs> you, you you know, it just more more of the same mm-hmm. um to me. Yeah, no. you, know, you know, he may maybe had the right heart. I don't know. Given the history of UAP, I can't trust that. Mm. No, I, I understand. I totally understand where you're coming from with that.
0: It'll be interesting to see if if N does come out in the future or will understand and think. We'll never ever hear the talk truth anyway. I mean, whatever they come at me, but I just find it interesting sometimes when um, there is the old breadcrumb there, but it's not even it's alluding to the whole. Consciousness aspect or um DNA aspect. And there's one comment that Gary Nolan said recently as well, which um I know he done some work as well in regards to stuff. And um no link to whoever was on though, but it was mainly it it was it was in an interview he done it and it was actually um somebody had asked him a question about um why would it nobody, they, the actual disclosure be out there or whatever and they said well maybe it's scary or maybe it's that and one of the one of the words is said well what what if um, we found out we were farmed for some reason, obviously that was hypothetical right but um, interesting thing was I just had finished a book on Robert Monroe's book and he spoke of a thing called lush, which was the based an energy we give off, and that's why we're we're here and farmed and stuff, and then reincarnate and, and all that. Know what I mean, but I'm not going right into that because it's really, really deep. Know what I mean, but understanding it, but um, I just found that quite interesting because it was just like, totally the same concept. But um, I, I, disclosure wise, though, it's, it's, it's a funny one, like you know what I mean,
1: it is. It is, a, it is a funny one. And, and you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I give Navy credit. Air Force is very, they don't say anything, at least here in the United States. Uh, they leave it to the Navy to deal with it all. Uh, I'm just curious to begin with. Um, they don't want to get their hands dirty with the UAP issue, but, it, 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 but they're not going to disclose fully because um, and they'll couch it on the military threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't just dis- dis- dismiss the possibility. It's China either, uh, only because they're hired, they're brainwashed into believing that that they are in control and they have to protect the public. And they know they have no answer. They have no clue what's going on. They know it's real, uh, and they have no answer for it. So, so if they're going to tell the truth that these non-human entities are in fact interacting with human beings and 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 green these these beings four foot tall or whatever can come walking through your wall at night and take you on board the ship it's rare but guess what it can happen (laughs) yeah we and you know what you voted for us you pay taxes and we can't do anything about it Mm -hmm. you know they don't want to be in that position Cool. you know it's a it's not only embarrassing it's scary yourself for too many people i'm sorry it, I, you know that's something like it's, you know if you had to push me chris i lean like i try to be a scientist like this right mm-hmm. belief no belief i try you try to be down here uh, if if you ask, put a gun to my head, Bob. Do you believe in you know consciousness is primary? It interacts with non-human entities in some strange way. Uh, I I I go a little belief. You mm. know, there's still the there's still the brain in me. There's still the ego in me. You're still the slave yeah. of something that resists it. You see, that's why it's like having that Kundalini, and you go, you you like. I was feeling bliss. My body's doing this. And it's almost as if you're resisting the truth. Yeah. It looks like a struggle. If you were watching the video of me, you don't need to see it. And I'm embarrassed by it because it looks so strange. Mm -hmm. Um, But, it's like the left brain can't deal with the fact that, you know, I'm not in control. It's, it's, you know, I try, you see how I try to rationalize it yeah, yeah. to make the point to you and your audience and you get it. I know you get it, Chris, you and I appreciate that. Uh, make the point to your audience that it, um, it's that perplexing, a subjective experience that can't be described. And many people in your audience, they get it because they have had unusual experiences themselves mm-hmm. that they can't express very definitively or clearly, I should say, to others, right? Mm-hmm. Chris, you, t- you, know, you tell me stories. I, I wholeheartedly appreciate what you share with me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get it and I don't get it. It's like when I speak, you get it. But you don't get it. You and know, there's no way you can. You see, that's what we lack, that science of the subjective. How do we capture it, put that in a bottle, and and take it to the mainstream scientist as hardcore as he or she is, and say, guess what, man? This is evidence. It makes a lot more sense than your formula for aspirin or anything else you got going on. You know, this is what's real. Hmm. You know, it's what I experienced. Yeah, it's not a test tube. It's not math. It's not Mm -hmm. you know one on one is two. I get it, Mm -hmm. but and that's important. Mm -hmm. We're on on the planet Earth. We need that shit. But you get it. Um, We don't integrate the subjective. We know that, Mm -hmm. but we don't make the effort to uh, use it as a basis for adding validity to our experience and our understanding of what reality is. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So reality to us is a Higgs boson particle. It's a subatomic particle, and there's nothing more. You know, mm-hmm. okay, let's make things smaller. Let's find smaller subatomic particles, and eventually have an Apple uh, Apple iPhone the size of a little tiny <laughs> you know, sand. Uh, you can't use it, but you can put that into other iPhones. You know, that's where we're going, a geometric increase in technological IA. We'll get there, um, and maybe we do experience that. And over time, it's the same old suit, Mm -hmm. same story. Excuse me, I said it wrong. Same stories we go through, different suits, different time and place, same story. You know, when I was a kid, in other words, a little older than you, Chris, but I'm, I'm not that old. But when I was a kid, I used to say, you know, the Vietnam War going on, we had riots, you know, in Chicago and black whites and you know, black people were just fighting for votes here mm. in the United States back in the city. You know, you know the scene. I, I'd say to myself, things have got to be better when I'm much older. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to say? I'm much, you know what I'm going to say? I'm much older. No. Mm -hmm. what what my grandkids are going through we 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 get it it's heavy with covid and then some heavy yeah and and like you say that ai right technology is going up here but spiritually nothing you know where we you know so the gap widens that and the need for that paradigm shift is so critical to close the gap make you know look at the mystical the spiritual the subjective, however we want to call it, you know, integrate it somehow in terms of our ability to measure it, capture it, and integrate it with the physical in a way where you can make valid conclusions about an aspect of reality that, that is perceived as very real by people who experience these things, mm. you see. And how do you convince mainstream science that maybe DMT or psychic of drugs can be therap- very therapeutic because it does create that kind of ontological shock mm-hmm. that does result in very dramatic effects that are very positive.
0: In the in the kind of spiritual side of or even going back and even now, I mean, like esoteric or mysticism, that's that seemed to the, the kind of teachings seem to kind of hack the consciousness and. If you know what I mean. I mean so like maybe create out of body experiences and things like that back in the past or for or other things you look at as well where let's say for example you get people doing it's not a thing I'm anything, I mean but let's say you get people doing C E five or you get the contactees back in the day or you get like the Theory Society and things like that. And them pulling together is almost like a kinda of a ritualistic aspect to it as well, which is pulling in something yeah, you know I mean, almost like hacking it, or almost like kind of pulling something together to do that, and that's and there's teachings that are like te- being like kind of Gnostic teachings, or whatever things like that as well, which is is engaged with the phenomena, or and I just think it's probably for the the whole going back to like the whole disclosure thing. I mean, I think the only way we're going to find the things out or find any answers is is going within or, or looking further within and and looking at things like what you're
1: doing and like the consciousness connection and and things like that. You know what I mean? Well, I, you know, I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, I resonate with it and, um, and, and here again, you're doing your thing. Uh, I'm trying to get word out to, to a large audience and yeah, you know, I'm not trying to make money on it. Uh, it's, it's, it has a big toll on both me and Dave, uh, and as as well as we work together and appreciate one another and complement each other so so beautifully, um, it's it is hard work, but it is uh, beneficial to us. We, we do enjoy it a great deal, and and the main thing is to get it out to humanity. And so, consciousnessfilm.info. There is a GoFundMe link there. If people want to donate a dollar or anything they can to help, you know, with travel and other related expenses. Um, that would be, obviously be appreciated. And, and thank you again for the forum to discuss all this um, uh, and all you do along these lines, Chris. Thank
0: you. No, totally more than welcome. There's one more question I want to ask you, just to sure. before can you wrap up. And to, to do with the conscious aspect there, and the... What, what do you think's changed And I'm just trying to think of the word of this. Why do you think it seems to be um... There needs to be a need for speeding up of the kind um, bringing up humanity, or make them more spiritual, or make them more involved in consciousness. Because there seems to be a few. You've dealt with a lot of experiences with the work you've done, and you, you, it seems to be like maybe some type of event or some type of change in consciousness or,
1: or that could you discuss that a wee bit about that before? You, you know, Chris, it, it may not be more that's occurring with the times. It may, it may, it's happening for me. It's speeding up with me. Um, it does with a lot of people. Why? I don't know. It could be personality sensitivities, random, who knows, but, mm-hmm. um, but i people throughout the ages have had the same thing if anything people talk about it less now um, for fear of ridicule job career relationship uh, stigmata stigma associated with it i probably is more pronounced here especially in the west It's very so culturally biased you know i if uh, the things i said to you if i say it in certain countries uh, in in east uh, they regard me as a shaman, uh, a, a truth seeker. I'd be regarded highly, and here okay. uh, it could be just the opposite by many people. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on perspective, belief systems. Very generic, very general. Um, it, 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 this has always happened, you know. That this people people lived on psychedelic medicines all the time in their culture, and, and they used it to their benefit and if it ha- the point is uh people who have diverted to organized religion for so many years that's gotten us nowhere and and now there's a movement away from that to spiritualism um and you can make a case for that being a lot less destructive but along with that spiritualism spiritualism is that search for truth and and if there's anything good to social media it's it's people like you who facilitate that that desire in others who trying to seek the truth and that's the bottom line too here we, we have these questions that we all share for personal reasons and otherwise especially for personal reasons uh because we know this more we woke up mm-hmm. and, and and that's why i want to share what i woke up to wake other people up dave wants to do the same thing mm-hmm. he started to go down the rabbit hole he's starting to have incredible synchronicities. And I warned him, you know, breadcrumbs, spoon-feeding, mm-hmm. you know, little, little of this, I don't know what you want to call it, or not. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, listen man, keep doing what you're doing, you have really good guests on, and and I applaud what you're doing out there in Scotland, especially so late at night. <laughs> <out there. laughs>
0: We'd just like to thank Bob again for coming on the show and we'll leave multiple links and the show notes on The Consciousness Connection which is the up and coming documentary with Bob Davis and David Beatty on all nature of consciousness. Um, You can also find info on that at consciousnessfilm.info Have a nice night everyone and we'll catch up with you soon.